Renner's sleepy mind came up with a word. Obad. It darted unexpectedly in and out of his head like a seabird, and he sat up heavily, slick with sweat, blinking the dark room into focus. Automatically, his legs swung from under the blankets and his feet felt for the floor. His left hand fumbled on the nightstand for the digital watch his daughter had given him. You can buy little airline bottles of vodka in six-packs now, he had discovered. Pocket-sized cartons of oblivion to carry out. Drunk for a penny, dead drunk for a tuppence. His hand groped over empties until it bumped against the watch and he swayed to his feet, feeling the motel carpet crinkle, hearing a motor far away under the floor throb and change speeds. It was dawn, or nearly dawn, and he wasn't drunk, and he wasn't hungover. But the six-pack of Smirnoff bottles he had bought after dinner was empty nonetheless. I should buy a leather bandolier for them, Renner thought, as he crossed the carpet to the window and pulled the curtain. I should go into the goddamn Parker Center wearing a bandolier, of little vodka bottles strapped across my chest like an alcoholic Pancho Villa. The sky beyond the curtain was still black, but flecked with patches of floating white light, which must have been gulls. An Obad, he remembered, was a song that a poet sang to his lover as they watched the sun rise. After a moment, he turned to the bureau beside the window, hastily dressed in his old madras sports jacket, slacks, and loafers, and walked downstairs to look at the ocean. In the parking lot, the air was cool, light, cotton damp with mist. He hunched his shoulders against the chill and crossed Ocean Avenue in the middle of the block. When he had come down from Sacramento two weeks ago, the one thing he had insisted on was a motel by the water. He believed, he had told himself rather grandly, in the healing power of the huge gray ocean, of all huge, endless, impersonal things. He stepped down onto the beach and paused to scrape his shoe. All the time in the world. In London, six months ago, a year ago, he would wake up like a human jack-in-the-box, his hands flexing and rehearsing before his feet hit the floor. Instinctively now his wrists spread out and he stretched his fingers in the chilly air as if he were practicing scales. When he built his famous bomb for the Royal Army Bomb School, he had worked for three days straight without bothering to sleep. Oblivious. He shook his head and began to walk, holding up the watch again as he went, 5.30 in the morning. Another hour at least before he could reasonably show up at the soulless little office the Los Angeles police had given him and start back to work. He would write an obad to work. Work and vodka. Without work and vodka, he thought. He was all out of oblivion. Behind him, the neon lights of the pier swung slowly in tired pinwheels against the sky. To his left, thirty yards away, the trooping waves came solemnly forward one by one, knelt, hissed, and exploded. Renner veered around a lifeguard's tall chair and listened to the sand squeak under his shoes. A young couple carrying sleeping bags emerged briefly from the shadowy retaining wall to his right. A man in a red sweatsuit came jogging toward him, panting, a bicyclist's safety light pinned to one sleeve and bouncing up and down like a star on a yo-yo string.